Today on the Locked On Sabres podcast, we recap the longest year in history, especially for the Sabres. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin here on the show at Sneaky Joe Sports and at JR Hanskin on Twitter. We are facing off in a fantasy football championship, I think, for the first time ever. Yeah, it's a special moment. Um, I think my team's probably the underdog. I think your team's been the best one all year. So it should be a lot of fun. I got a lot of COVID guys, though, so they're, they're going to have to get back out there. Um, yeah, we've been in how many leagues together, too? Like, how many seasons worth of fantasy together? Probably, like, eight? Eight, eight or nine? Yeah. yeah. It's the first time. So, good luck to everybody out there in their fantasy football world. I did want to ask you – I wanted to update you on uh, a fantasy hockey thing that I mentioned last week because I know a lot of our listeners listen to fantasy hockey, and we have our Locked On Fantasy Hockey show that you should check out here on the Locked On Podcast Network. If you had games last week, you got to throw it out. If you can't combine it with this week, you got to throw it out. Like I was looking at matchups from my week last week, and the site I'm on was giving me trouble with um, with combining one week into the next, so we just decided to scrap it. I lost my game 7-1 to one because <laughs> I had one player play one game, and he had two players that played. That was it just because there were no games in the league. There was like four games. So a uh, little word of advice to any uh, fantasy hockey commissioners out there. Um, we're going to recap 2021 for the Buffalo Sabres today. And it's going to feel so long when, when we, when we get going on our starting point, it's going to feel incredibly long. Um, just the things we've gone through with the Sabres this year, We'll get to all of it in just a matter of moments here. We won't go super long today on the show, by the way, just a heads up. I did have my booster shot yesterday, and I'm hanging in there. Like, I'm not doing – like, did you get Moderna? Did you ever – did you have, like, a lot of symptoms, like, after your second uh, vaccine the, shot? After the Moderna one, I had maybe uh, – like, oh, the second the second the vaccine. shot? Yeah, the vaccine shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was that was bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the booster, I it wasn't there nearly as bad. I had maybe a headache for a little bit, but yeah, I'm right. I'm not. It's nothing nearly as bad as the second vaccine shot. Just kind of feels off. So we won't go super long here today uh, on the show. But little year in review coming your way. We will talk World Juniors on a more uh, expansive uh, thought process on our next show. Um, efforting to get Austin Broad of the Future of 716 podcast is going to join us uh, likely on next show. And then um, we'll have game recaps. We'll get back into uh, the Sabres and the Devils when they play on Wednesday and then the Sabres and the Islanders when they play on Thursday night. Kevin Adams, Sabres general manager, did meet with the media or met actually with Howard and, and Nate Geary on WGR this morning. Not much of an update. Still Don Granado is in COVID protocol, and it's trending towards Matt Ellis will be behind the bench head coaching for the Sabres on Wednesday against the New Jersey Devils. So where do we start with 2021? Remember, we've had a full season be played and then half of this season. 
if I were to ask before I get into any of the games, if I were to ask Jordan Hanskin on January 1st of 2021, would you have even thought it was possible that Jack Eichel would no longer be on the Buffalo Sabres by year's end? <laughs> January 1st, 2021. That's got to be so like the games it's, haven't even started yet. No, they, they the first game from last season was on January 14th. Yeah, okay. So and I can't remember we signed Hall already. We had signed Hall. Yeah, they okay. signed the Sabres signed Taylor Hall. Um, hold on, I have the date for it. It was during here. a football game. I remember it was during a football game. October 11th. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we. Yeah. So I uh, we were probably thinking they got a they're they have a chance to be a con like mm. at least be what they are now, <laughs> right? Like somewhat competitive. Uh, not not really. Maybe in the mix. I think I was higher on them than you were. Uh, from what I remember, I think you were like, yeah, they're, they're not, they're not really as good as any of the other teams. I'm like, Oh, they got a, they got a chance if, if everything goes right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I would not, I would have, I would have been shocked. I would have expected Taylor Hall to, uh, been our mercenary for a year and maybe we would have resigned him. So mm -hmm. didn't work out. Yeah, no, it, it definitely didn't. Um, <laughs> we'll start with Hall cause Hall is kind of the first thing that starts and ends in 2021 he plays his first game for the Sabres on January 14th and it ends at the trade deadline you know looking back I'm not really bitter about it like they end up with not getting a great trade package at all they get a second round pick that they used on I think Poltapov the one's uh, Russian prospect the Sabres have and then they get Anders Bjork and I always look at that on the macro and think well I got him for nothing at the start I signed him on a one-year deal because we were the only team that would be willing to give him that prove-it deal with a high enough salary. So I, I kind of came out net, net second-round pick in Anders Bjork. And if you look at it that way, it's not that bad. You wanted – what did you really want, though? What, what would the ideal scenario have been with Sabres getting Taylor Hall and putting him on the line with Jack Eichel at the beginning of last year? Hall, I think, was the last gasp, especially looking back at it now. I think I was calling that – kind of the, the last stand a little bit going into last year because it was on my brain. I didn't think it'd be this inevitable that Eichel could be traded, but I thought it could be a year or two away if you just can't get it together. I didn't think it was months away, but I saw Hall as this is it. Like if you want Jack Eichel to be happy and you want, a, if you want to build a contender with this core, not even a contender, if you want to make the playoffs with this core, Reinhardt, Eichel, Ristolainen, Allmark, you got to do it now, and you got to do it with Taylor Hall because you're never going to get your hands on a better player in free agency. It just does not happen that players like that that are that talented make it to free agency. And you were lucky enough to land him because of the circumstances of who your coach was and the type of deal he wanted and the deal that you were willing to offer. And looking back now, I think in a way it's, it's kind of the – it was the final straw. Hall failing – and the Sabres not being able to win with him. And he, a lot of that's on him as well, because he did not score any goals. He produced chances. He produced, he had puck, great puck possession numbers, but just didn't put the puck in the back of the net. And that's what ultimately matters. He didn't do it. The Sabres were horrible. He got shipped out, and boom, that was the last straw for this core, because they traded him all away right after that. So I look back at the Hall move as the last gasp, Custer's last stand, you know? Yeah, it definitely was. Um, and I don't really know, like, 
is it all on Taylor Hall? Like for that? some of it, but not all of it. Yeah, I mean, you you can't you have to talk about Eichel's injury too if right. if you want to transition there. Like, how much of the season did he even play healthy? Like, oh, you Eichel. wonder. Yeah, Eichel. Eichel seemingly played none of that season healthy. He had the he rib already, injuries in training yeah. camp. Yeah, right. He so he was already hurt, and then it escalated into something a lot worse, and something that we dealt with for almost a full calendar year. Yeah. Would you change how it went if if I could tell you Hall comes in? Oh, let's say Eichel doesn't get injured, and this maybe is possible because remember Eichel was an MVP level player the season prior. If Eichel doesn't get injured and he returns to MVP form. Hall comes in on that line and he's at MVP form from when he was with the Devils like two, three years ago. And the Sabres find their way to squeaking into the playoffs. Like, would you go back and change history if you could do that? Or do you like the way things turned out? I actually like the way things turned out, to be honest. Um, I don't know. I, I bet a lot of Sabres fans would totally disagree with me with that. But I really... Like, I think they're in a better trajectory now. I think they're more likely to, like, win a Stanley Cup than they were before. Ooh, I think I agree with that. I, if, I, if that's I, the end goal, like, the thing is, they have to keep this path. Like, right now, I think they're doing a good job. Like, they're patient. They're, they understand who they are more than I think they did, like, a couple years ago. Um, And I think that they're... I think they're on a better path for long-term championship success than just uh, mm. like how far do you go with you Taylor Hall? What happens if Taylor Hall doesn't want to be a saber anymore? Is, is he a mercenary? And then like he goes, and then we have to find another one, and then we have to find another one, and that would just be to get to the eight or the seven seed. Yeah, I guess. Also, would you even want? Would you want Jeff Skinner again? I guess is what I mean by this. Like, would you want him to come in as on a one-year deal, play out of his mind, the team succeeds to some level to where you almost feel obligated to make him, to, to overpay him and pay him more than anybody else, and then he stays, and hey, maybe he's good for you, maybe he's, maybe he's really good for you, and maybe it works, but you're going to have him on like an eight, nine million dollar year, a million dollar a year deal. Um, I don't think that had to work. So I, I think I might, I might go with, I would prefer that it had worked and they made the playoffs I guess it's pretty close for me though because having Owen Power matters in this as well and the more he plays in in college or in the world juniors the more you just think holy cow thank god we have that guy like he's gonna be awesome um so he matters into this equation as well but I just if I'm playing the what if game I think what if if Hall had worked Eichel is staying and it's always going to be hard for me to say the team that doesn't have the elite number one center is more likely to win a Stanley Cup than the team that doesn't have the elite number one center. And I think that the Sabres in this universe, uh, they do not have that player right now. Like Thompson maybe is it, which is amazing. Uh, maybe Cousins becomes it still. But like Eichel was it. Eichel was it. And we could talk about attitude. We could talk about locker room. We could talk about anything else that could have been true. But what you know was he was capable of MVP level performance on the ice from that position. And I see an insane amount of value in that, that I would not have wanted to lose, would not have wanted to lose in a, in a perfect situation. So, but I also, I hear your arguments and I think that if 
you ask me again tomorrow, I might think differently. If you, go let me see Thompson and uh, Cousins again out there, and I might change my mind just for, for Wednesday. I'm also really just judging my own, like, happiness, like, with the team. I, don't, I haven't been this happy with the Sabres in a long time. Like, just, like, effort level, um, competitiveness, like, and they're not very good. But it, but it's just it just feels different. Does it not feel different with this group than, than the other ones? And I think a lot of it has to do with coaching. I think you got to give Don Granato a lot of credit for it because most of it's the same people. Like, they haven't yeah. changed a ton of people. I don't think Vinny Hinestroza has, like, a, that big of an impact, even though I like him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like they're, like, there's a, there's a difference with this team that I just feel, like, happier with them. And I think that matters. I, I just, like – like I get mad when the crowd's not there, and like I'm like, we gotta support these people. We gotta support these guys because they're playing what they're playing the way we would want them to play, right? Even if they're not there yet. Yeah. No, I get that. The, you, we'd still have Ralph Kruger, by the way, if they had if it all yeah. worked. I I think I think that's gotta help my 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 cause. I think it does. <laughs> I think it does. We'll we'll get into some more things that happened in the uh, in the 2021 calendar year for the Buffalo Sabers. Little year in review here on the Locked On Sabers podcast. Want to remind you to head over to Bet Online. They're got a new mobile website uh, as well as the desktop website. Both are updated. You get a 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. Got college bowl season in full swing right now jordan is killing it in his picks right now i am i think a dead last in our group um maybe our friend pat is actually in last and it might be in second last um but you can go bet on the bowl games there they've number one spot for all your sports action this season college football basketball nfl nhl boxing ufc you can bet on the paul brothers they're they got fights all over the place jake and logan paul i don't know what's up their sleeve next like Le'Veon bell's gonna be fighting who who's a random NBA player I could throw in here? Uh, Jamal Crawford or something like that. You're, that's going to be like some fight that you could bet on at some point. Um, you can do all that at Bet Online, number one spot for all your sports action this season. Bet Online, where the game starts. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus. Jody Biasi and Jordan Hanskin here on the Locked On Sabers podcast. The Sabers overall record in eighty six games in the year twenty twenty one. And that's with two more games to be played. How many points do you think they ended up with in 86 games? <laughs> he is thinking hard on this one. 62. It is 62. It's, no, it's not. It's exactly 62. <laughs> I can. I will show. Just I know the Sabres, I guess. I I was not sharing my screen before this. Um, this is, yeah, look, 62 points. 25, 49, and 12 was the Sabres record. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Second worst in the NHL. Really, it's worse in the NHL. The Kraken have fewer points, but they only played 30 games. Um, but anyways, wow, good, good job guessing that. Did you Did you just, like, you, you thought for a second there. Was there a – So I was thinking, like, I was trying to do the math, and I was going to put it at, like, a number, like – so, like, how many wins do they have? I couldn't imagine they had a lot. And then I was just like, it's got to be less than 82 because that would be, like, what would that be? I, I don't know what that would be. And then I just picked a number. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> Don Granado, by the way, in that stretch, 10, 15, and 5. Uh, 
which means what that really 10, 10 and 20, 5, but, 10 yeah. and 20, which means that Ralph Kruger then goes 15. Um, what is that? 15, 31 and seven or something. Uh, yeah. Kruger was much worse than Granado. Granado has been kind of a breath of fresh air. We talked about him. Do you, um, do you have a guess at who the top, the top point getter was for the Sabres in 2021? Hmm. In terms of uh, players, top point getter, and then the top goal scorer. It's two different players. Top point getter is Reinhardt. Reinhardt is third in points with four. Third in points. Okay. In fifty-four games. Reinhardt, I'll give you. Reinhardt is the leading goal scorer with twenty-five. Okay. It's not Thompson, is it? Thompson's fifth with 32 points. This player has 49. One more guess, and then I'll give Who it to you. Who played with Ryan? Olsen. Olsen, 49 points. Yeah. Darlene actually is second with 41. Uh, Kyle Poso with 33. He's kind of quietly gotten better. Uh, a po- 0.51 points per game, which is like a – that's a 40-point pace um, for uh, for Kyle Poso. Um, so, yeah, not a ton of great – scores and production jack eichel two goals 16 assists by the way is on that list taylor hall two goals and 17 assists those two getting four goals was obviously what sank them last year in part uh this year's been much more positive much more positive and like you kind of said like we just kind of feel happier watching these games i think a lot of that is not just coaching but is just the fact that the players are new and they haven't let you down yet and Thompson has helped to that as well. I think his emergence, like if if there's a player you felt better about this whole calendar year, I think it's Thompson, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, he's been night and day. Like I think, like his it seems like he's coming to his own. Um, there has to be some level of credit though for moving him to center. Like. I don't- yeah. That was something that I didn't know. I never really thought of it. Did you think of that? Like, never. did you? Yeah. Like I didn't, I, I was, I was like, if he can't play wing, how can he play center? That was always like kind of my thought is like, um, but when he just plays better in open space, it's just like a fact. Um, and like he's taken that job and he's kind of ran with it. And it's been, it's been awesome to see. Um, yeah, he's pro- he's probably the number one. If I had to rank like the number one reason for why the team makes me happier now than it did before, it's got to be because of him. So, on the overall, how do we the the eighteen game losing streak? By the way, that I haven't mentioned in today's episode was a part of this year. Um, you had the royal blue uniforms that were introduced this year. I mean, that feels like five years ago, but. That was this year that Royal Blue was introduced back to the Sabres um, on that opening game against Washington on January 14th. How do we think about this year overall? When we look back at the year 2021, uh, like what 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 is if the Sabres were to put out a video, a year in review, uh, 06, 07 was bet was better days. Uh, what what is the name of this of 2021 for the Sabres? What's the mantra? I, like to me, I'm thinking of like start over. Too simplistic. Like I think feel like start over like that. That's kind of what this year was all about. I think it's like, I, I use more corny term. I use like uh flip flop flip flop. <laughs> like we started out, like we wanted, like we had this old regime and then we just flipped it all hmm. for something new. And it was like, kind of like, what is it? Like those house hunter shows, like flip flipping houses. Yes. 
Yeah. Like, that, like that's literally what we did. Yeah. We took all and flipped it to something else. And now our hope is now in Alex Tux and first round. <laughs> and like our hope has been taken and flipped to something new. Um, but uh, yeah, start over is really what it is too. Like it's, and it, it, it was a, it was like a downfall and now it's like back to ho- just raw unfiltered hope. Yep. Raw unfiltered hope. Love it. Um, that's pretty much going to put a wrap though on uh, our show for today. I think we covered what, did we miss anything big from 2021? I don't think so. Oh, we might be losing Jordan. I'm back. You're there. Did we do, do we miss anything big from 2021 that I'm leaving out that you could think of? Um, I don't think so. I mean, we talked power a little bit. We talked. I mean, we don't need the to trades, spend, right? We don't, we don't need to, we don't need to dive into every trade. Yeah. yeah, we don't need to dive. Um, I think we found a GM. I think I I I haven't been. He hasn't hurt me yet. Mm. I mean, he hasn't done like amazing. I wouldn't say like he's. He's been out there like Darcy, just absolutely like clowning teams left and right, and he hasn't been like Tim Murray, where he's been like kind of like a crazed trade machine. Yep, he hasn't done anything to like put his stamp on the game yet. I guess, even though he's made big moves, like I, I just feel like all his moves have been like steady. Mm-hmm. But I think the Sabers need steady. I don't know. I don't know what you think about Kevin Adams. What your reflection is on him? I'm, really I'm, I'm still, uh, still skeptical. I don't want to say skeptical. I'm just I don't. I don't think there's enough evidence yet. Like I, I'm wait, wait and see. Like I'm, I'm. It's amazing I'm, that though, isn't that amazing that there's not enough evidence? Like whether you like him or not, but he, because even though he's traded Eichel, Reinhardt, and like. Yeah. And I, and like I, I doesn't that feel like wild to me? I, I, I just feel he's been so wildly B plus. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> been like, it's been wildly like B plus. Like, cause I think even though Reinhardt trade looks a lot better now than it did before. Right. It does. Like, oh, we didn't get enough. And now we have like a goalie that I don't think he's letting a goal since uh, last March. <laughs> he has played 40 games and he has led zero goals for Northeastern. Uh, <laughs> Levi's been so good that it makes you wonder. I, I guess I didn't like the idea of trading for a goaltender in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of why I guess I'm still in wait and see mode is the prospects acquired, the pieces acquired in all these major trades. We don't really have answers on yet. If, if Levi doesn't make it to the NHL, if, if Peyton Krebs doesn't become something of importance, you know, if, uh, if Isaac Rosen never makes it to the league, like if these guys flame out and they, if they kind of don't become anything, then I think that's going to be the indictment on Kevin Adams. Um, in terms of his moves at the NHL level, I, I've, I've kind of liked them, you know, like I, I liked the, the, the Henry signing. Um, I like some of the moves that he made on the blue line, signing Mark Pesic, like kind of those one-year prove-it deals that he, those guys that he brought in, I'm kind of liking those. Um, but I I just like that he needed, I I appreciated that he knew the team needed to start over and that he went that route. 
I don't necessarily love how he handled the Jack Eichel trade situation, but I think that might have come from above him. So I'm not sure I really want to blast him for not killing Eichel's trade value, but just dragging it on and maybe submerging Eichel's trade value because he wouldn't let him get the surgery he wanted that like 20 other teams were fine with. Um, so I don't really love how he went about the Eichel trade, but I think he ended up doing okay in it. So I don't want to blast him for that either. That's why I, I'm not sold, but I'm also not, I don't think he's trending towards disaster. I don't think mm-hmm. he's trending towards being fired. I don't think he's trending towards um, the same type of territory that Jason Bottrell was trending towards. The the, the Eichel trade, you got to give him some credit though for sticking to his gun, right? Even though I do think some of his like offers, if if they're true. Yeah. I were crazy. Yes. But, like the, the Anaheim one, especially. Yeah. But he's not. The thing that I liked about him, though, is he's not going to let Buffalo get kind of like pushed around. Hmm. Like, we're not going to be able to get like. He's not going to let teams be like, well, you're, you're definitely not going to keep him. So you do what we say. And he's like, no. Like, if you, don't, if you don't want him, if you want him, come get him. Yeah. Like he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he's like, he's like, I got nowhere to be. I got nowhere to go. So, and he's got nowhere to go. Like he's here unless you want him. Right. So I, I, I think that that was important. I think the Sabres needed that. I think that's like a, that's like a rep building move, right? Like Kevin Adams is not one to be like trifled with. Like you're not going to be able to mess with him. Yeah. I guess the only pushback I'd want on that is it seemed that the reason the Eichel trade happened when it did was the Sabres didn't, and I don't know if this is Adams, but I would want to think he was a part of this, that it, it, this was kind of reported. I think John Vogel, Tim Graham, there were a couple different Buffalo media guys that reported this the day before, or the, the day of, that Eichel, when he did that interview with John Butchacross, the day of the trade, the Sabres knew the day before Eichel and his, and his team said to the team, Hey, we're going on TV tomorrow and we're letting it all out there. Everything that's been going on beside behind the scenes. Like we are, we are telling everybody like we are, we're coming out on this because nothing's happening and we need something to happen. And within 12 hours, the Sabres had made a trade. And to me, that sounds to me like it, this doesn't have to be right. But what it sounds to me is, Adams and or other Sabres management ownership, whoever was that was in that in that room said he is going to bury us tomorrow. We're going to look horrible because of all the medical stuff going on. So what's what's the best offer we have on the table? That Vegas offer. OK, go call them. Tell them we'll do it like My- and if I, that. That I don't want to really necessarily say it's, it's sticking to your guns versus other teams, but. I, I wonder how long that Golden Knights offer was on the table, I guess is what I'm saying. I guess my question to that is, um, like, what would have stopped him from doing it anyway? Like, why didn't he just do it then? Well, because I, – and Eichel said he wouldn't get into it uh, in the interview he actually did because he kind of said, like, I'm, I'm happy now. I want to focus on, like, moving mm-hmm. forward. And he didn't do that entirely. He did talk some about the Sabres, but – Butchergrass tried to get, or it wasn't even Butchergrass, it was Elliot Friedman, because he did two TV interviews, remember. Friedman tried to get him to go in on um, on the Sabres, and Eichel like, almost looked frustrated. Like, like he wanted to, but he's like, another another time. Like, not, not today. Like, not today. And I think if he had not been traded, he would have gone in on that. I don't know what that was, 
but he would have gone in and blasted the team. You got to say his biography is going to be really good. His biography. Oh, there's a book to be to be. There, there's a book to be written. I, I'm I, still I waiting for the Pat LaFontaine book to be written. <laughs> Where's that book? When's that NDA expire? Do NDAs expire? Maybe they don't. I just imagine Tim Murray pulling off like a silent coup. That <laughs> I, that's the chapter that I want to read. The Murray, the Murray coup. Turn in your badge. Yes. Stabs <laughs> LaFontaine in the back. <laughs> We don't know if that actually happened. That just would be. be I don't know. I uh, we have no idea. All it did was all it seemed is that he made a trade and Pat Lofton got mad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um. We'll uh, we'll put a wrap on things there. Uh. Thanks for sticking with us here through 2021. Two hundred thousand downloads. We only uh track downloads, so I don't know what our total listener. Um, our li- our listener base was because like I know when I listen to podcasts, I don't download the episodes. I just like stream them uh, through the internet. Um, so I know the number is higher than that. But thanks to everybody with uh, with sticking with us through the year. There were some dark times, and there were some negative things to be talking about. We probably didn't make you feel. We tried to, but I'm not sure we made you feel uh, positive in these shows just because of what the team was doing. But um, we had fun. And, uh, it was a, it was a challenging year COVID. It's not really what we want to be talking about in sports, but it's kind of where we have to be with all the impact it has right now. So thank you to everybody for listening to us throughout the year. It's not our last show for the year anyway, because, uh, we've got some world junior talk coming your way tomorrow. And then we've got recaps on the Sabres devils game after Wednesday's game. And then Sabres and Islanders on Thursday. So come back tomorrow. Austin Broad from the future of the 716 podcast should be joining us to talk some world juniors. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin. Thanks for making us your first listen. Now go make your second listen, Locked on Bets.